This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, November the 29th, 2022. Boy, the month of November is almost gone here. The year's about ready to end here in another month. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Ah, the weather's going to get up to about 57 today, a little bit cloudy outside, but uh, considering the uh, time of the year, we'll take anything we can get. No snow on the ground anyway. All right, hey, these are your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Elon Musk claims Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the Apple Store. Washington Post. Elon Musk on Monday went on a tear against top Twitter advertiser Apple after he said the company threatened to block the social network from its App Store without explanation, and mostly it stopped advertising on Twitter. If the company were to block Twitter from its app store, new users would be unable to download the Twitter app on their iPhones and iPads, and existing users would be unable to access updates. Elon Musk, Apple, has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why. Well, hey, listen, after what's going on in China, you got to wonder what the heck's going on here in the U.S. Is the CCP influencing big tech? Is Big tech becoming a totalitarian country? Are they limiting our free speech? Are they calling balls and strikes when it comes to what we can listen to and what apps we can uh, use on our phones? Is this what big tech is all about? Are they the new radical left? How about Tim Cook? Where's he? Where's, what's his thoughts about the First Amendment and how free speech ought to be addressed? Those are the kind of questions I have. What do you think? I think that if the Apple Store removes Twitter from the App Store, then I'm going to take my iPhone and flush it down the toilet. And if that's not bad enough, I'm going to take it out in the front yard with a sledgehammer and smash it to bits. Or I'm going to run over with my CRV until it doesn't work anymore if that's the way they're going to treat my free speech. And I hope everybody out there that owns an iPhone and this happens does the same thing. And we'll continue to do that with the Android. If Google decides to limit our free speech and censor our speech, then I'll smash that Android. That's the way it's got to be. we got to vote with our feet and with our pocketbook. So let that be a message to uh, Apple from the American people and from the free market system, and for those who stand for the First Amendment and free speech. All right, headline number four. California found to be releasing pedophiles same year they were incarcerated. From the Daily Mail, pedophiles are getting less than a year prison time after a range of horrific acts, including raping kids under 14 years old. The analysis of a California database of sex offenders shows thousands of child molesters 
are being let out after just a few months despite sentencing guidelines. More than 7,000 sex offenders were convicted of lewd or lascivious acts with a child under 14 years of age, but were let out of prison the same year they were incarcerated, California Megan's Law Database says. From the post-millennial, California in recent years has made its law against sex offenders much more lax, thanks largely in part to State Senator Scott Werner. 2020, Werner authored a bill that would end discrimination against LGBTQ young people by providing exemptions from the sex offenders registry. All right, well, California's uh, heading down a road that few states have traveled, and uh, this Mark Warner guy, whoever's voting him in, needs to reconsider next time around, regardless of what your party affiliation is. If you think that uh, people raping children uh, 14 years of age is okay by you and let them out on the streets— then California is going to continue to, to decline, folks. This is, uh, this is not something that is normal. It's not something that any society with any moral background will survive from. Look at Rome, what happened in Rome. Do, do you want to go down that road, California? Do you want to become like Rome? Well, that's what, you, what you'll get if you continue releasing sex offenders back on the streets because those people will continue to rape 14 years old children it'll even get worse than that it'll go beyond that it'll start down to toddlers and you know once you open the doors to this these lewd acts it continues to escalate so california wake up because you're on the wrong track and history will prove that to be true all right headline number three oregon retailer permanently closes up shop after 15th break-in our city is in peril From the Daily Wire, the owners of a Portland, Oregon clothing store have closed the shop, blaming unrelenting criminal behavior in a note left on the door that also warned the far-left city is in peril. Rain's PDX has been burglarized 15 times in the last year and a half, its owner, Marcy Landoff. Damages from the break-ins, looted inventory, and the lawless environment of what may be America's most liberal city prompted them to give up. Her insurance policy won't even cover losses at this point, she said. Reporter Megan Allison, the owner of Reigns, tells me after five break-ins in about three weeks, she made the sudden decision to permanently close. Staff here are putting pressure on the city to look after small businesses dealing with ongoing challenges with crime. Catu, Landoff said she's worried about her employees and no longer sees this location as a feasible business model. All right, folks, so this is what you get with the far left, with the liberals that don't see that crime should be prosecuted, that they allow for this type of criminal activity. This social experiment is a complete failure. It's not something that we should tolerate. We should speak up and speak out against this absurdity, this defunding the police idea. Oregon was the ground zero for all of the BLM riots, the Antifa riots that we saw back a couple years ago during the COVID virus and all of the media coverage that we all experienced at that time. And we can see that businesses are leaving, just like they are in California. This is what you get with the far left. You destroy your country, you destroy your society, 
You destroy the moral fabric of your cities and communities. And if you are a God-loving American, if you believe in moral values, if you believe in the American ideal, then we need to really get our heads around this and take some steps to make some corrections. Don't you all agree? I know I do. So let's, uh, let's stand up. Let's, let's speak out, guys. This has uh, gone far enough. It's time to put an end to this. These social experiments don't work. We know what works. And let's return to our common sense. All right, headline number two. China struggles to keep protest coverage to a minimum as residents rally against the CCP. From CNN, for the first time in decades, thousands of people have defied Chinese authorities to protest at universities and on the streets of major cities, demanding to be free not only from incessant COVID tests and lockdowns. Across the country, quote, want freedom, end quote, has become a rallying cry for a groundswell of protests mainly led by the younger generation, some too young to have taken part in previous acts of open dissent against the government. Reporter William Yang, sources in hashtag Shanghai, are now telling me that police are now stopping people and checking their phones to see if there are any apps like Telegram, Instagram, and Twitter that have been used a lot to share updates of the protests with the outside world. From hot air, obviously the CCP does not want videos or photos like these spreading online. China has firm control of domestic social media, which is why some Chinese citizens are resorting to posting clips on Twitter. Dinesh D'Souza, they are living under a totalitarian regime, and yet they are refusing to take orders, in some cases pushing back against the police. But we haven't seen anything like this since Tiananmen Square, which was, by the way, 1989. China has been able to keep the lid on for 30 years, and now it looks like things are boiling over again. All right, let this be a wake-up call for those far-left liberals those young people, those Gen Zs and those uh, millennials that think that socialism and communism is a good idea, that they were brainwashed while they went to college and in their high schools that we're finding out now, rewriting history, telling us that America is a bad place, and trying to indoctrinate us to believe that having a socialist country is a good idea. Just take a look at uh, how China is treated, how the Chinese citizens are treated under a totalitarian Chinese country, under a dictator, Jinping. Just have a look, guys. You can see exactly what's going on. And if that's what you want, then you guys are you're nuts. I mean, you don't want to live under a totalitarian country where you do not have free speech. Once you start censoring one group of people, sooner or later, you're going to be the ones that are going to be censored. And not only that, you're going to be the ones that are going to be taken off to the gulags. You're going to be the ones that are going to be sent to prisons. So don't let this totalitarian baloney infiltrate your conscience. Get out there and study the Constitution, study history, and realize that America is great because we, we don't believe in totalitarianism. We left the kings, those that abused your human rights, your religious freedoms, your free speech. Okay? All right. Headline number one, the White House issues weak statement on the Chinese protests. From the Daily Wire, the White House released a statement on Monday regarding China's strict COVID lockdown policies, offering a tepid response following several days of protests across the communist nation. 
Instead of offering support to back the freedoms of the Chinese people, the Biden administration focused on the difficulty of a zero-COVID approach. The statement also focused on what the U.S. is doing rather than criticizing China's government. Reporter Natasha Bertrand, new White House statement on the protests in China. Quote, we've long said everyone has the right to peacefully protest here in the United States and around the world. This includes, in the PRC, end quote, a National Security Council spokesperson says. Well, I'm not so sure that uh, the White House is uh, all that forceful in their speech, all that clear, all that confident in uh, their pushback of the CCP, especially the Biden administration. Who knows what Joe Biden, how, how he's been compromised by the Chinese through his son, Hunter Biden. We still don't know what's going on there. But the Biden administration has been very weak. They're in favor of lockdowns. They're much, very much in favor of control and power over people. We, we have seen that throughout the 18 months of their administration. So this is uh, not good. America is uh, losing its authority, its clarity. I think the majority of the American people don't feel that way, and our leadership needs to be replaced. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, November the 29th. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandermark. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.